Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. You're listening to Mortgage Lending Mastery. Get the knowledge you need to advance your mortgage practice quickly and efficiently from Jen Duplessis. America's Mortgage Mastery Mentor with over 37 years of experience and over $1 billion in lifetime fundings. Jen has been mentoring loan officers and realtors for over 15 years and speaking on stages across the globe. So settle in and get ready as Jen and her guests share their experience, passion, and strategies to help you crack the top producer code to reach new heights in your business. And now, here's your host, Jen Duplessis mortgage mastery mentor and head chick in charge of kinetic spark consulting hi everyone and welcome back to mortgage lending mastery i'm your host jen duplessis i am so excited to have you here with us today and i want to say if you are listening to us for the first time thank you so much for joining us Thank you. I think that you're going to find that what we're going to talk about today is going to make you want to come back and listen to all the episodes that we have. And as usual, if you've been listening to us for years and years, thank you so much for your patronage. We really appreciate it. Now, listen, reminder, please subscribe to this podcast and don't forget to write a review. You have to do both. Yeah? Subscribe, write a review, and give us a five-star rating. We would love to hear what you have to say about our podcast, and it helps us continue to grow. So without further ado, let me introduce you to today's guest. Keith Barnes is a branch manager with Cardinal Financial Services. And is it financial? It's financial company, Cardinal Financial Company. Yeah. And yeah, out of Texas. And I wanted to have him come on here today because he is a top producer. And we want to get sort of his secrets, right? What's your secret sauce? Where, how did you get where you to this point and what it, what did it take to get there? We'll have plenty of time to talk about that. So I know you've done over 75 million in production five years in a row. I mean, that's wonderful, great production. And the people that are listening in are dying to hear about how this all happened. So I want to welcome you to the show. Thank you, Jen. I'm happy to be here. I really appreciate the invite. And I just hope what I have to say is someone can grab one or two nuggets that might improve their life a little bit and their business. So Yeah, absolutely. And I promise you that's going to happen because there hasn't been a guest that we've had on here that hasn't been able to give someone a nugget. So the challenge is giving so many nuggets that everyone says, oh my gosh, I have to do it all. So I want to remind everybody, please take notes, rewind, listen to this again, and take one or two of these nuggets and put them into action. So without further ado, so Heath, where I want to start is tell us how you got in the business. Give us a little detail about how you got in the business some time ago. Yes, absolutely, Jen. So it was 2002 and similar time as far as interest rates where yeah. everyone was refinancing. Yep. And I was actually in the car business and I was engaged to be married. It was in October of 2002 and I was engaged to be married. And at the time, my fiance told me if I didn't get out of the car business, she wasn't going to marry me. 
And, so and that I, was because you were working long hours on weekends? Week. I was working six days a week, and she didn't feel <laughs> like it would be conducive for a great marriage. Uh-huh. In, okay. In finance in the car business. Right. And I uh, had a friend of mine that actually had a mortgage company and went and talked talk to him, and he was putting an ad in our local paper, and they were doing refinances. And so I went from making $10,000 a month to making $2,000 a month. Yep. Everyone knows the first year or two in the mortgage business can be the toughest. And two months later, she told me she didn't love me anymore and she was not gonna marry me. Oh, so wow. Brand new job in the mortgage business, not making any money. And it was the best thing that ever happened to me, us not getting married for a couple of reasons. Number one, she led me into the mortgage business, but she also, gave me a couple other gifts. The one I still use to this day that we can talk about later is the gift of questions. And yeah. trying to figure out all of my life why I struggled so much with connecting with people. And I was raised in an environment where questions just weren't part of our environment. My parents were had very difficult backgrounds and so they didn't want people asking them questions. And so what did they naturally do? They didn't ask other people questions. Right. That was in 2002 and I struggled for about six months in the business. And as everybody knows early in the business, you struggle a little bit. But uh, after about a six months, I actually got a crazy idea that I would start my own mortgage company. So I went to work for another company at the time, you could do you could do a loan and pay a company five hundred dollars or a net branch. Yep. So, yeah, yeah, no licensing, nothing. Yeah, right. <laughs> right. right. So I was actually uh, operating out of out of my house, originating loans, and I did the same thing my boss was doing, which was being an ad in the, in the paper and letting the phone ring. Yeah. Uh, so for the next six or seven, five or six years, I was literally originating loans, growing my branch. And I didn't, this is a valuable lesson. I didn't want anyone to tell me what to do. And most of us get in the mortgage business because why? They, yeah. they, we, don't, we don't want a boss. Yeah, don't right. want a boss, want the freedom, sky's the limit for making money, all of those. Yeah. Yeah, yeah so the true gift uh, I finally learned after about seven or eight years of being in the business and going through 2008 is if you really want to be great at anything, you got to hire a coach. Yeah. You find someone that knows the business that can tell you where you're doing things wrong. And so I, if anyone can, if you want one takeaway, it's this, have a coach in your life, the rest of your life. Yeah. So that someone else can show you the way someone else can say, okay, this is what you need to do in order to originate a lot of loans, in order to grow a team, in order to have the right mindset, in order to have the skills you need to get where you want in life. So Anyway, so yeah, so I struggled for seven or eight years. And I say struggle, I, I originated a lot of loans, but I was uh, a little crazy, meaning I didn't have very much life balance. Anyway, so that's how I got in the business. And then in 2009, really changed for me. I joined, I actually joined core training and I did that for 10 years until I finally realized that that's uh, probably not the most healthy atmosphere. Although I learned a lot of good techniques in the mortgage business. I didn't feel like it was, I feel like I had grown past that. I left about two yeah. years ago. Yeah. So, well, and you and I yeah. were talking about that before we went on the broadcast here is just that over time, your need for different coaches really evolves. As we were talking about the fact that I have five or six or seven coaches right now, I don't even know how many I have right now, but I feel that they're my guiding light 
every one of them are right. a guiding light for me in a different aspect, right? And I think yeah. that that's really powerful for you. And I, and, I, and I think that you needed the core when you needed the core. Now, you know, you've progressed onto something else. So good for you. Right. Good for you. Yeah. At the time, I needed someone to kind of tell me. It's funny. I went from not wanting anyone to tell me what to do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Being so miserable in the business thinking that if I made a lot of money, I would be happy. Yes. And what I realized is uh, making a lot of money does not equate to happiness. No way. And so I joined the core thinking, okay, I'm, I'm just going to do what they tell me. Yeah. And so what happens in life is when you start doing something and you start becoming successful at it, you become attached to it. And you say, I can't detach myself from it because I won't be successful. Right. So, fear. Fear yeah, missing fear. out. Yeah. So I actually uh, was in the core for about three, three years and then became a coach with them. And I was a coach for five years before I stepped down as a coach. And because I couldn't detach from that, I could, that I couldn't be successful in not being in the core. So yeah. Yeah. Anyways, I finally made that detachment and still and being coached. And uh, so, yeah. That's awesome. And I love that you talked about, I call it curiosity. Every year I have a theme word right? That drives my business. And several years ago, I didn't have an actual theme word. I had a word that it was sort of a phrase that says, I'm not going to be a yes woman, right? I'm going to start telling people no. And that's really where I developed the concept of working with people in a sense that I, I work with people that compliment me, don't complicate me, right? And so I started mm, right. saying, okay, don't be a yes woman. Only focus on people that compliment and not complicate. And then the following year, my word was curiosity. And it stemmed from, I was trying to figure out a brand, right? That it, And I had a brand, but I, I was still kind of fine tuning a few things. And so I, I did this crazy big thing that you, it's scary to send an email to the people that you work with and people that know you and say, if you could say three words about me, what would they be? If you could just not sentences, just three words, right? And of course, everybody was nice and they said, oh, you know, you're this and you're that. And it was great until one came in and I wanted everyone to be truthful. And thank goodness I had someone in my life who was truthful and his word was not present, not Ooh. present. And so while I was out skipping yeah. stones... Oh, across the lake, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. get a little bit of this, a little bit of that, as many of us do in this business, right? I said, whoa, hey, hold on, halt. And he said, you know, you're so wonderful at producing all this stuff and you're great at all, everything he goes, but whenever you're with everybody, you're just running around like a little bee trying to get pollen from everybody at an event. And I'd rather see you sit and talk with three people and, wa and have the other people watch you talk and spend time with three people than you going around and just superficially. So the next year was curiosity. Be curious about people, spend time asking questions, going deeper with people. And yeah. so I love that you said that because it resonates with what I went through. And now I'm great at not doing that. <laughs> I'm definitely yeah. present. So I want to talk about that for just a moment, if we yeah. can kind of retract on that to talk about some of the questioning that you're asking people these days. And let's, let's kind of break this out between your referral partners and your actual clients, if you don't mind, to give some, yeah, some so, ideas. Yeah, I'll give you a little, a little background there. So the fiance that actually drove me into the mortgage business on our uh, first date, we are having dinner and about three hours into dinner, she looks at me with this big smile on my face, with her on her face. And I'm thinking, she's about to say, hey, you know, let's, let's continue the evening. But instead, she looked at me with a big smile and said, would you like to ask 
me any questions I know all there is to know about you. Wow, so you realize. And up to that point in my life, yeah. I had, I, I was of the mindset that to get other people to like me, I needed to tell them about me or do something. Yep. And she taught me the power of a question. And uh, since that time, that's kind of one of my modes that's always rolling in my mind is how can I, I like the greatest compliment you can give me is to, to tell me that's something no one has ever asked me before. Right. And so right. when you are it, being in this business, it's all about relationships, whether it's with financial advisors or real estate agents or your employees. And the best way that you can increase those relationships or deepen those relationships is ask them a, a really good question. And so what are some questions that I ask? I'm with, a, let's say I'm with an agent for the first time. I'll ask them, tell me about an interesting or difficult time early in your life that you think helps create who you are today. Yeah, love and it. usually we all have been through something in our life that is very personal. Yes. Taken us from where we are to where we are today, from where we were to where we are today, whether it's in their career or personally. And yes. so I'll reframe that to a real estate agent and say, so tell me about an interesting or difficult time early in your career that you think helped shape you today. And I'll ask you that, Jen, right now. What's an interesting or difficult time yeah. early in your career that you think, either in your podcast career or in your mortgage career, coaching career, what's an interesting or difficult yeah. time that created who you are today? Yeah, well, and first of all, I love the question. And I know that people that have been listening to this podcast for a long time know all things about me. Okay. <laughs> Everything about me. Yeah, I mean, there's several actually. And hence the reason I'm starting a new podcast here in a couple days called Hot Breaking Through Glass Ceilings because we're always breaking through these. You know, we always have difficult times. But for me, I went through being in the business for 35 years, being a woman, I really created a path for women in this industry. And so my biggest challenges were being overlooked for promotions and whatnot and being the token woman in the good old boy club of banking and mortgages, right? And so I decided that I'm going to prove my worth through proving how much better I can be at an originator at that time, right? An originator at that time so that I could be then subsequently become a branch manager, a division man, regional manager. And a, I don't know, I think it was branch and district and region and then a divisional uh -huh. manager. And so I led with what I can do, right? And it, so it made me one of the best tacticians in our industry. I know numbers inside out and backwards and sideways, and I can run them by hand. I don't have to rely on a computer unless I want to rely, and I usually do these days, but the ability to be able to be a tactician in this industry is huge. And so that had made me to the point where I could do over a billion dollars in funding. Wow. Well, congratulations. That's a thanks. lot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, thanks. But see, those questions, yeah, yeah they're fantastic. Fantastic yeah. question. Very good. Thank you so much for sharing. Yeah. Yeah, whether you're, that's one question I ask everyone when I interview someone is, in about 50% of the time, tears come out. Oh. If I get tears from someone that I'm interviewing about a job, whether it's a divorce or tough time as a kid, then yeah, you, there's a connection there. But another set of questions that I ask, whether it's a, if it, let's say if it's a client and I think that they might be shopping me or they talk, talk to me about, is this your best rate? And you know, they, I get a sense that they're shopping. 
and I, I will always ask them, hey, so I'm curious, what are one or two things that you're looking for in the lender that you decide to go with? Obviously, you know, anyways, and so whatever they say, usually what you're doing there is you're helping set the expectation of what they expect from you, right? Yeah. So when you ask someone, what are they looking for in a good lender? Jim, what do you think they're going to say? Rates. Rates. Rate. Good rate. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. When you say, when you, someone says, oh, I'm, I'm looking for a good rate. Great. What's a good rate for you today? Yeah. They're going to tell you, oh, well, I just got a guy quoting three and a half percent. Okay, great. Three and a half percent. What else besides rate and fees are important to you about the lender you choose? Most people are going to say communication. Got it. Communication. When you say communication, what, what do you does mean? That mean? Yeah. Yeah. What does it mean for you? Well, I just want to be updated every week. So anyways, just understanding what their style of communication is. So yeah, and then you can finish it up with what's one thing you absolutely won't stand for with your lender, right? Yeah. And that would turn you off. So you can use that same technique with real estate agents. You can use the same technique if you're dating. Hey, what's one or two things that you're looking for in this person you marry? You know, and so you're what you're doing is you're setting the expectation for what you have to live up to, whether it's an employee or a spouse or anyone else. You know, what makes us happy in life is when we know what the expectation is and we live up to it. Yeah. Right? We have a blueprint. We expect our life to look like, and when that's out of line, we're not happy. Same thing is with people. We can understand what their blueprint is of us, then we have a better chance of uh, meeting that blueprint. So yeah, yeah, I love that. I want, I want to just add another aspect to that is a question that I've always asked my clients is tell me about is this your first buying experience or not, right? And if it isn't, uh, tell me about the experience that you had with the last loan you got. Mm, that's a great question. And it, rather than, hey, was the experience good? Because you don't want closed end questions, obviously. You want open right. end, right? But tell me about the last experience that you had with the experience you had with the last lender. And it's amazing because that opens up the doors and it, and it aligns with what you're saying too with the expectations. They say, well, all they did was text me, uh -huh. right? Wow, okay. Now I know. Don't just text. Right? Okay, yeah. right? And so well, it kind of opens up those text messages, yeah. Right. Or they didn't show up at closing. Note to self, if I yeah. can't make it, someone needs to go to the closing table, right? So I think that uh, that just kind of brought up that kind of thing that also opens up the doors. But I love those two questions. Those are fantastic. And I, I imagine that that has helped you with your conversion ratio in all aspects, conversion ratio and getting and having clients now work with you, but also the conversion ratio in having real estate agents and other referral partners work for you as well. Is that correct? Uh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I think as loan officers, when we were in the business, the one thing that we don't want is we don't want upset clients. Right. And a valuable takeaway today is to understand that if you're going to do any amount of business, you're going to have clients that are going to get upset, right? And so understanding how to handle those situations with clients and then understanding that anytime clients get upset, it doesn't mean that you're not doing a great job. It means they're misinterpreting something that's happening. It gives you an opportunity to connect with them and ask a good set of questions about what, tell me what happened and what else happened. Oh, okay. Interesting. Okay. And you're really understanding from their point of view what's happened because the only thing they want is someone to listen to them. And usually a relationship is going to be better as a result of y'all having that conversation 
about something that's happening and when they're really pissed off. So I look for opportunities with my other loan officers and people on my team. I said, if there's ever someone that's not happy, let me talk to them. Yeah. Yeah. And have someone else listen to the conversation. And usually that relationship is going to be so much better. Yeah, so, I, I love that. And today, customer service is not the word. Customer experience, customer uh, service is gone. Nobody cares about right. it. It's about the experience that the client has with you. And whenever you run into someone, to your example, whenever you run into someone who is not happy during the process, it's a perfect opportunity to do course correction. And mm -hmm. I think what a lot of loan officers do is just try to avoid it and, oh, they're mad. And so I'll just try to stay away and I'll hide behind keyboard confidence, right? Just text them. I won't oh. talk to them, right? And then at the end say, oh, can you write me a review? I think you'll get better reviews and better results if you can do course correction and do exactly what you're saying to do. Yes, totally. Yeah, and when you have upset clients, yeah, it's, it's it, responding by email. If I even sense that they're upset, yeah, I don't text, I don't email, I pick up the phone, and I just say, hey, it feels like yeah. you might be upset. Not you're upset, because if I say to you, Jen, you're, you're upset. I, I, am, talk I understand about you're upset. Oh, yes, yeah, I no, am. <laughs> no, it feels like you yeah. might be upset, right? Because yeah. when you tell someone they are a certain way, like if you say, you tell your spouse, it seems like you're upset. They're like, yeah. I'm not upset. Right? It's the first thing they say. Right, say right. It feels like you, I might have said something that have offended you. Can we just talk about that? Right? But I love what my wife says. She says, hey, I have a request. That means I've done something wrong. <laughs> she knows better than <laughs> yeah. to say, hey, let me tell you what you've done wrong. Because none of us want to know what we're doing wrong. But if you say, hey, man, I have a request. Hey, man, I see something that's going on. Do you mind if I share it with you? I just want to give you just some feedback if you're open to it. It's just yeah. asking for permission to give them some feedback. So uh, yeah, I, I know, know I love that. that. And it kind of it reminds me of another tactic. This is so cool. I love that we're going back and forth. It reminds me of another tactic, you know, and so in my PLP, which is there's 71 different tasks that get done during a purchase transaction in my PLP. It's just okay. aside from click on this button, download a document, upload. I don't care about that. I mean, talking about tactical things that are done that are marketing related as well as getting the loan through smoothly. And one of the things that are in there, when you have a perfect loan process, truly, <laughs> when it's just uh, ironclad, the disconnect will happen with your clients because it's so good. There's really no need to talk to your clients. And we got to the point where I went to a closing and sat in the, the waiting area with my client, not realizing it was my client. <laughs> right. Wow. And not until the wife came in and she said, blah, 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 that I was like, oh, hey, because I remembered her, but I didn't remember him. And I used to meet everybody face to face. And I, I felt like an idiot. And I thought that will never happen again. We left the closing. They were fine. I made a joke out of it, but we left the closing. Right. I called my team and I go, add right now at this point in my PLP, call borrower and say hello. Right. Ooh. And so that became what a course correction for us. I didn't care if things were going good or not. They were getting that phone call and that phone call goes like this. Hey, Heath, it's Jen. Listen, the reason I'm calling is I just want to find out how you're feeling. What are you, what's keeping you up at night? What's going right? Is my team treating you fairly? Are you getting responsive? I asked all these questions, even if everything was smooth, because I wanted to know what they were holding back. Because yeah. a lot of people in client experience, even if they're happy, they won't tell a ton of people. And if they're sad and not happy, sometimes they don't say anything. 
And I Mm -hmm. wanted to bring that out. And it was the best thing I've ever done in my business. It truly was because I'm the reason I'm not sleeping. We can't find a a mover done. Right. I mean, just whatever their issues are. Right. And so I, I love that we're providing a couple of different solutions for people, but I love that we've taken down this road of curiosity and questioning. Absolutely incredible. And I know that that's what makes you very successful. And anybody who works on your team, I imagine, is going through that wonderful experience as well and learning from you, from your tutelage. Yeah, yeah, totally. It's a great, I open up most meetings with some type of unusual question and have everyone, you know, share it. So uh, So give us an example. Give us an example of a question. Tell me about something unusual habit that you have or what's something that What's something you would like people to ask you that they never ask you? Tell me about something unusual about yourself that you don't think people know. So uh, things like that. Uh, I've got there's there's a box called table topics. And so if you want to have a great dinner party, we have the greatest dinner parties. I don't have any kids, but my wife uh, loves to cook and I'm the wine guy. But we have a box of questions. It's called table topics. And we get done with dinner and we take the box and their questions and you trade the box and everyone asks everyone a question and it's just, they're the best dinner parties. Those are the dinner parties that people, they thought that was so great. So that's why. Yeah, you need to make a game out of it. Um, So there is a game like that where you can, where you can do those questions. But as you're talking about these questions, yes, you can use them with your personal relationships, with the relationships with your team and your company, but also as you're networking, don't forget to use those types of questions with the realtors that you're working with as well. And I want to share another thing too. Um, A colleague of mine in Utah has a company called Connect 52. And what he did, and he's actually been a guest at some of my workshops with my clients and things. And what he does is that he realized that he didn't have a real strong relationship with his family. And so he started sending emails to them every week asking a question. And so for 52 weeks out of the year, Connect 52, he asked questions to his entire family. What is the proudest moment in your life to his dad, to his sister, things that they he thinks were proud? What was your favorite job? What was your favorite toy? And the one story I remember is that his brother said that his favorite toy was him, was Craig. He said, my favorite toy was Craig. And he thought, well, that's kind of weird. But as his, his brother explained it, he realized that Everything he remembers about being a child and having and carrying a toy with him was his brother being with him, right? And Craig was so young that he didn't quite remember it, right? And so it's very, very powerful. And what he ended up doing was making a book out of it that he created and gifted to his family about everything in their family's lives. So think about this in this context. Here here we are in 2020. And again, everybody's talking about the you know 2020 vision. I've been talking about the soaring 20s, that this next 10 years are going to be absolutely incredible. And taking 52 questions that across the whole year to ask your realtor colleagues and friends, what if you FaceTimed it? right? Or if not FaceTime, but put it up Facebook Live. So this week's question for everybody is this, what do I want to know about everybody to keep those connections going? And so I just love what you're talking about. I love this curiosity that the depth of it and that, you know, it's a big challenge for lenders because I hear it all the time. I just want deeper relationships. Yeah. So everybody listening, this is your gift. This is your gift of deeper relationships that Heath is bringing to the forefront for us here today. 
Yeah, and even doing those Connect 52 with your agent or referral partners as well. Yeah, you that's know. what I'm talking about. Wouldn't that be awesome to learn about that? <laughs> right? Yes, totally. And yeah, I, and uh, and it's funny. You think, I don't have 52 questions. I'm going to give you all a challenge. I didn't think I did either. And I yeah. started writing them down, and I ended up having like eight pages of questions. I'm one of 37 first cousins. There are wow. ten, ten, five brothers and five sisters. My mom's one of the sisters. And I am now interviewing them. And now that we're in, as we're recording this, we're hunkered down. Guess what I've been doing? Using this time to reach out to them, make sure they're happy. Yeah. We played heads up online the other day uh, yeah. <laughs> with all the cousins. And yeah, yeah heads up. Yeah, no, 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 keep going. Yeah, no, it's a cute game, but we did it all online via Zoom and everything. And we connected, but now I'm connecting with my 92-year-old, uh, the eldest uncle, all the way down to the youngest one who's 71. Wow. And yes, a ton of them in a 10-year span. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Or a 20-year span. And asking them all these questions so that when they pass away, we have a gift. Mm -hmm. We have a gift that we can give to one another, right? And creating a book that answers all those questions. And for those that passed away, like my mom, what do you remember most about my mom? What do you wish you could say to mom if she were here? Mm, yeah. you know, those types of questions so we can bring them in as well. So this is a time of connecting everybody. This year is going to be like that. And these tools are, are just fantastic. And Heath, I've taken nuggets from this. I can't wait to incorporate these questions into these additional questions into questioning that I do with people. So I want to just say thank you so much for sharing this wonderful, wonderful gift that you've given us today. Yeah, yeah. Can I just leave you with one? Oh, of you're going to leave me with a bunch of stuff. But yeah, go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> one other thing I think people, whenever they're going through a difficult time, it's, I think they forget that questions not only connect you with people, but they connect you with yourself. They also get you out of a difficult time. And so usually when we're going through a difficult time, we're just asking ourselves the wrong set of questions like, why is this happening to me? Why does this keep happening? What, what else could I do? When we should be asking ourselves a different set of questions, like whenever I, something bad happens, I always say to myself, what's great about this? Last week, my company said, we are suspending jumbo loans. Right. 50% <laughs> of my business is what? Jumbo. Jumbo loans. I immediately said to myself, what's great about this? Yeah. And I started writing down the answer. Well, I don't have any more problem deals. You know, <laughs> yeah, that's right. I don't have to look up guidelines all over the place. I can re reshape my team. So I have a series of questions that I ask myself when I'm going through a difficult situation. It's what's great about this? What can I learn from it? Let's yeah. not perfect yet. Right? What does that presuppose? Yeah, that I love that. It will be perfect. What am I willing to do to make it the way I want it? Yeah. What am I not willing to do? Like, I'm not willing to work 24 hours a day. And how can I enjoy this process? Like, sometimes you know, we don't like prospecting or we don't like something that we're doing. All we have to do is change it. Like, yeah. how can you make it fun? You can turn on your music and jump up and down or do right. what you like. But it's just... Those set of questions help me get out of some of the most difficult times. And they helped me get out of this week when I was like, I'm not going to do jumbo. How do I, what's great about it? So anyways, <laughs> yeah. I'll leave you, you know, with. I call that you can be bitter or you can be better. Your yes, choice. That's, I love that quote. Right? You can choose to yes. be bitter about it or you can go out and be better. And in this industry, we have to expect that every single day. Totally.
every single day that we're working with that. I love, I love that. Yeah. And it's really good. Yesterday, I had the wonderful opportunity of interviewing Jeff Hoffman, who is co-founder of Priceline and created and invented all kiosks that you know, including the ones that are in the airports and stuff. So he invented it when he was 26 years old. He's now 62, 63. And so imagine how long these kiosks have been out there, ATMs. Boom, 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 right? And he's getting royalties on (laughs) And he said, I live by the token of four words. And he said, there is no they. And when things go bad, you say, I wish they would fix the pricing. I wish they would do this. I wish they would fix that pothole. I wish they would stop doing that, right? Instead, turning that around and saying, what do I need to do to enact change? Yes. It's a great question. It right. is. Yeah. You and it's great. That, right? You're such a victim when it's they. You can do about it, right? Yep. We can do something about everything. We, so, yeah, it's, I love well, and that. That's, and that's how the kiosk started. He was in line and he was going, they, this takes too long. This takes too long. What is their problem? They should do this. They should do that. And he realized all they do is look at your ID and print a piece of paper. Yes. And, he said, and so I said, okay, what can I do? Because there is no they. They're not going to do anything about it, but I can. Right. right? And so I, I love that you're saying that too. That's a huge message for people in, in all aspects of life. Yes. Not just in this business. So, well, it's been an oh, absolute pleasure. I want to leave by asking you a couple of questions. What oh. is a quote that you use as a mantra for yourself if you have one? I have a quote that's by Theodore Roosevelt called a daring greatly. And okay. it is what's well, kind of a longer quote. Is it okay? For okay. Some? Yeah. I'll put the link yeah. to the quote in here. <laughs> yeah, daring greatly. And it says, it's not the critic who counts, not the man who points out how the strong man stumbles or where the doer of deeds could have done them better. The credit belongs to the man who is actually in the arena, whose face is marred by dust and sweat and blood who strives violently, who errs, who comes up short again and again, because there is no effort without error and shortcoming. But who does actually strive to do the deeds, who knows great enthusiasm, the great devotion, who spends himself into a worthy cause, who at the best knows in the end the triumph of high achievement, and who at the worst, if he fails, at least, fails while daring greatly. So. Absolutely love that. And you know, it, the encapsulation of that is get in the game. Yes. Get in the game. <laughs> you're going to fail, but you're going to win on the other side. It's the law of polarity, right? You, if you totally. fail, you're, fi- you're really winning. <laughs> I promise. <Yeah>. Totally. <laughs> I yes. love that. And so what books are book or books are you reading these days? What's, what's inspiring you right now? Well, right now I am reading by Ryan Holiday called uh, The Obstacle is the Way. Okay. Uh, which is a uh, constant reminder. I actually um, in, in the middle of hiring a new assistant and uh, uh, Michael Wyatt um, wrote a book called Your World Class Assistant, which has a lot of great ideas. And a, a book that I'm giving to real estate agents right now is uh, Never Split the Difference by Chris. Oh, I love that. I love that. It's about win-win. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's, it gives you a lot of great techniques. And then I'll leave you with one other one uh, that I'm rereading right now called Crucial Conversations. We're in a conversation all the time, and it really helps you understand 
how to have difficult conversations. And I get a lot of compliments on this book. Whenever uh, my coaching students read this, they're always very thankful. But that it, it really helps you understand how to approach a difficult conversation with someone. Most of us uh, avoid them, and that just makes life work. That, that just makes yeah. the relationship worse. So, anyways, yeah. I call those adult conversations. <laughs> that, that it's time to have an adult conversation yeah. with somebody. Right. right. Absolutely. I absolutely love it. And Heath, I just want to express my gratitude in you sharing and being able to give us a little taste of your secret sauce and what's made you extremely successful. It's very obvious that you do things different. It's not all about doing the actual loan, but really moving people forward and making them feel better about themselves and making them feel very comfortable working with you and that they mean something. And I just want to say thank you and congratulations for the success that you've had in your business. Yes. Thank you, Jen. Thank you for allowing me to be a part of your podcast. I hope someone, everyone got at least one nugget they could take away. Oh, I guarantee so. it. Told you. Told you it would happen. Yes. Guarantee it. Yes. Everybody, I want to say thank you again for listening to Mortgage Lending Mastery. And remind you, please go to Facebook and join our Facebook group, Mortgage Lending Mastery, because we have some behind the podcast scenes and behind the podcast conversations that we want to continue this particular conversation with Heath over time. So thank you again for joining us and go out and make it a great day. We will catch you next time. Thanks for listening to Mortgage Lending Mastery. Be sure to subscribe to hear more sales tips, ideas, strategies, and tactics to help you with your personal and professional growth to multiply your results in record time. And if you like what we're doing, don't forget to give us a rating and review so we can continue to bring you the best content possible. Wanting more beyond the podcast? Join our Mortgage Lending Mastery membership community where you will find extended interviews with our favorite guests, weekly training, tips, and insider secrets fireside chats with Jen, free content, meet, share, and collaborate with other members, and so much more. Click the link in the show notes to learn more about this exclusive content. Mortgage Lending Mastery is an industry syndicate charter podcast. Industry Syndicate is the first podcast network specifically for the mortgage and real estate industries. Get the Industry Syndicate app in the App Store or Google Play today.